94.5 WOKV. Good morning, I'm Rich Jones on this special edition of Jacksonville's Morning News at 839. Next Monday, early voting begins. Would you believe in Jacksonville already? We want to give you access to the candidates who are running for key offices. I know we have a lot of candidates who are running for Jacksonville City Council as well um, over the next several weeks, but uh, Sheriff uh, particularly. And tomorrow, we're going to have both of the candidates for uh, Sheriff in our studio answering your questions. I I don't like to call them debates because I really like to have a conversation more so than anything. So I would call maybe a candidate forum where you can really get to know what makes these men tick. Tomorrow morning, be listening between 8 and 9 for Ken Jefferson and Mike Williams. I had an invitation out to both Lenny Curry and Mayor Brown to do the same sort of forum in the studio together. Uh, Unfortunately, the mayor's office was not um, uh, willing to make that happen in a joint appearance. I'm told that he will be here on Friday of this week for approximately 15, maybe 20 minutes at the 8.30 half hour. So we'll work to bring the mayor to you. This morning, it's going to be Lenny Curry in our studio. And I know a lot of questions that are out there in the community. Thank you, first of all, for taking the time to come out and come in this morning, Lenny. Appreciate it. Baltimore is on everyone's mind today with what we see out there on the streets. As a leader in a community where you clearly have issues of trust, how do you gain control? What's the first step as leader of the city of Jacksonville that you would be taking in a situation, God forbid, anything like that were to happen in our community? Good morning, Rich. It's always good to be with you. Thanks for having me here. Uh, That's a great question and an important question. Uh, since the beginning of this campaign, day one, I said that the top priority of government, the top priority, my top priority will be the safety of the people of Jacksonville. Every person, every family, every neighborhood ought to be safe. So the key is preventing something like Baltimore from happening. Uh, Jacksonville, in years gone by, prior to the last four years, had a program called the Jacksonville Journey, which invested a significant amount of money and resources in people and to kids, particularly kids, at-risk kids, after-school programs, uh, programs that would give them hope, opportunity, and show them there's a way forward. Uh, Over the last four years, this mayoral administration, this mayor has all but disinvested, has not invested in those programs. One of the first things that I'll do is make sure that we're investing in things that give kids hope and opportunity. I'll work with the faith community, building, uh, working on relationships, trust. I also talked about this current mayor's budget uh, cut 147 police officers. I've said that I will reinstate, put the number of officers back on the street that we need. That's not only about enforcement. That's about having enough boots on the ground to spend time building relationships relationships and trust all over the community. And that was a question that came up, actually. Tim, I just want to make sure you have the sound open here with an open mic that we had, Lenny, in the uh, News 104.5 WOKV app. If you have a question that you want to ask uh, mayoral candidate Lenny Curry about any of the issues that are important in helping you make your decision, let's listen Mr. in. Curry, you said you'd restore the positions that Mayor Brown cut from JSO. Where's that money going to come from? And what's not going to get funded to pay for that? So uh, prioritize. How do you pay for something like that? What doesn't get funded in order to put that funding in place for the sheriff's office? Well, we have a billion-dollar budget. Uh, A mayor's budget is a statement of priorities. I have said that my top priorities will be be making sure that we are a safe city. Uh, uh, We don't know this mayor's budget priorities. He's never laid them out. Uh, the budgets that he presented to council don't balance. Uh, they don't lay out any priorities. That, that look, that'll be my top priority in terms of uh, how will we fund other things and where are the dollars. Right now, the uh, the city's independent accountants have said that the financial records are a mess. Councilwoman Boyer has found tens of millions of dollars in unaccounted for money. When I'm elected mayor, I'm going to do a 90-day emergency drill-down audit so I can uh, share with the taxpayers of Jacksonville exactly the financial status of the city. Unfortunately, right now, because the records in City Hall are a mess, the taxpayers just don't know 
uh, how much we have and where and how we're going to invest our tax dollars. But let's say that you find and uncover this money. Isn't that just one time? How do you ensure that that happens so it can sustain itself? Well, it's not over, it's, over time. It, it's not only about finding one-time money. It's also what what some of the one-time money could be significant too. Right now, we know tens of millions of dollars. I'm told that there's more, but it's also about stabilizing uh, the finances, stabilizing the city, making sure that we're running efficiently, that we're investing our tax dollars tax dollars wisely and rebuilding trust with the taxpayer. We have this people of Jacksonville have seen taxes and fees go up about seven times over the past decade plus. And every two or three years, we're, uh, we're told the taxpayers told we need more money. We need more money. Look, we. I'm going to get in there and make sure that this government is run efficiently, is run effectively. A billion dollars. We are consistently told that a billion dollars is not enough to run our city. I simply reject that idea. If you don't see the tens of millions of dollars, because it is an audit, so you don't know what the clear answer is going to be until the answer comes, where else are you willing to make a sacrifice or a cut to invest in the areas that you say are the top priority as they pertain to law enforcement well, look, without it, raising taxes? Again, it's a billion-dollar budget, and there's been no uh, thorough review and look at the way we provide services, the way we spend the tax dollar. Uh, coming in as the CEO of the city of Jacksonville, I'm going to make sure that this city has the resources, yes, that they need to provide the services, but that is run efficiently and effectively. And by the way, Rich, part of my plan is a real aggressive approach to, e approach to economic development and job creation, very specific things that I'm going to do there. If you look at the state of Florida four years ago when Governor Scott was elected, the state of Ohio, Governor Kasich was, Kasich was elected, both of those governors, when they were elected, the pundits, the people around them, the politicians said, we're in trouble, you have to raise taxes. Both of those governors fundamentally rejected that premise, said, I'm going to be serious about economic development and job creation. Both states have turned around without raising taxes, and both states are flourishing. In reading through your plan, and it's on that topic as well, you call for the elimination of red tape that frustrates job creators. What's a realistic amount of time the process um, of starting a new business should take? What, what are you committing to doing specifically to eliminate red tape? That's a vision, but what are you yeah, specifically? Well, 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 here, look, my background is in business. I practiced accounting with the largest accounting firm in the world for over eight years. I started my own business in Jacksonville over a decade ago, which is in job placement, executive recruiting, and staffing. And one of the things that we do in business is benchmark. We ought to benchmark as well in government. So I will benchmark what cities are best at at starting businesses, growing businesses, what's the timeline, how quickly can they turn around the permitting process, benchmark it, and that'll be our target and our goal. And I'll, we will hold people, I will hold people in City Hall accountable for meeting those benchmarks. Is that a first-year thing? It's immediately. It'll start the day I'm elected. We're going to start uh, working on that, absolutely. We had a question pop in on Facebook from Brad. He says, Mr. Curry, Jacksonville currently has hundreds of taxi, shuttle executive sedan drivers whose means to make a living are being threatened by these transportation app companies, Uber and and others that are out there. Um, he talks about um, issues related to city ordinance that regulates the vehicles for the hire industry. What would you do to resolve that? Is there a study that you would do? Is there a specific action that you would look to take on that particular issue? Look, I'm about, I, I'm in, I believe in the new economy. I think that things like Uber are uh, innovative and we ought to encourage innovation. It's good for Jacksonville. It's good for jobs. 
uh, we also have to make sure that uh, that it's done in a safe environment. So I'd advocate for reasonable safety. And we had a question come in from Mike on Facebook. He said, what's your stand on the Rodman Dam issue? And are you going to give the uh, game management hunting spot on the Yellow Water property as the voters were told to get them to vote to buy it? But on the Rodman Dam issue specifically, as that ties into the need to dredge the St. John's River, as Jack's Port has clearly stated over the last several several months. Yeah, well, let's talk about the port. <clears throat> the port is an incredibly important asset and incredibly important opportunity for Jacksonville today and into the future. When you think about the idea that we have the port here uh, where it's located, we have two interstates, I-10, I-95 going east, west, north, south. We have two rail hubs. Uh, we have tremendous opportunity uh, for goods to come into Jacksonville to grow and create jobs. So uh, it's incredibly important that we leverage that asset and, and deepen the channel. Uh, the Army Corps of Engineers has signed off on the uh, environmental and in- environmental impact. Uh, the Riverkeeper has worked on uh, the deal with the Rodman Dam, so uh, I- I'm for it. I- I'm as ready to go. Uh, environmental concerns have been addressed. I do. You ha- I was going to ask: Are there any environmental concerns that so far you feel like need to continue to be addressed? We've not heard that all of them have been alleviated at this time. So, any issues that you see out there with the environmental? Look, the, the, the river is one of our most important assets. That here in the city of Jacksonville. The Army Corps of Engineers has signed off on this. They've done a thorough and a detailed study. The Riverkeeper, in conjunction with working the ch- with the chamber, has said, look, with the Rodman, marry this to the Rodman deal, the Rodman Dam deal. And uh, there's a sign off. I agree with it. I'm ready to go on the port. So then how much money are you willing to commit from the city's standpoint on this? Because there would be dollars that would have to come locally and from the state level as well. That's right. The feds have said they'll put in about half and then we'll put in a quarter and the states will put in the other quarter. Uh, I will work hard with the state of Florida. Here's what I know about Governor Rick Scott and the Florida legislature, having spent time with them when I was the chairman of the Republican Party of Florida. If you take Rick Scott, a detailed plan with a return on investment, it's good for Florida. He's willing to invest dollars. He's already invested in this port. So I'm convinced that we can get the state to really step up in a big way on the port. It's good for Jacksonville. It's good for Florida. It's about leading as mayor, having a strategic plan that demonstrates a return on investment to the state, to the city, and to the taxpayer. But they're not going to fund it all. So where does the rest of it come from? Well, they could, they'll fund part of it, but I also am convinced that you could potentially work a deal with them where maybe they would loan us part of the money up front at a low interest deal. Just be creative on, uh, on the funding. Have you considered in any way what the total amount would be where it's untouchable? If it were to be a $200 million, if it's $30 million, what's the cost where you say we can't no, do look, it in they, Jacksonville? They, they've already they've given us our, our share right now would approach close to $200 million on the initial estimates. I mean, like any project that you lead, you put the right people in place, you manage the project along the way. If you stay on top of it, you just don't let costs get out of control. You have, It's about project management. It's about holding people accountable. You said costs get out of control. Who, who in Jacksonville? right now, show of hands, is thinking about the courthouse downtown. <laughs> How do you avoid a boondoggle like that from happening when you have so much money and so many different players involved in a project like that? Like everything that I've done in my life and my own business when I ran the Republican Party of Florida, anytime you bite off a project, a small project or a large project, it's about putting the right project managers in place. It's about me as the leader, staying on top of them and making sure it comes down to leadership and accountability and measuring everything. I will and do measure everything. And that's how you stop from waking 
waking up and being surprised, saying, oh, my gosh, this project is spun out of control. It's 8.50. We're in studio answering uh, many of your questions that you've sent us on Twitter and Facebook and with open mics on the News 104.5 WOKV app until 9 o'clock. Um, I have another open mic that came in on a social issue, but you talked about funding and the, the potential of Jacksonville dollars being put in um, to, to make the harbor deeper, 40 to 47 feet. Um, and then we just had and we're expected to hear from the DIA, Downtown Investment Authority, its final, final vote on what everyone probably assumes is going to be the shipyard's proposal that's backed by Shad Khan's investment group, Iguana. Don't want to prejudge it, but it scored really high this week. That's a big story we have at WOKV.com. It's not going to come without a cost to city. How do you prioritize that if you're looking at deepening the harbor and you're also wanting to restore police officer jobs? Where do you rate that? What's the number you're willing to commit for something well, like that? Well, let me start with my economic development philosophy in downtown. I think that downtown can and will flourish if we go back to what I talked about, cutting the time it takes to start a business and grow a business. Right now, there are investors from outside of Jacksonville that have looked at our downtown, and when they've seen the amount of time it takes to get things started, to turn a project around, it just doesn't make sense for them to invest in our city, and they, they take their dollars elsewhere. Folks that are investing in our downtown right now happen to live here and love it, so they're willing to deal with the bureaucracy and the red tape that is, frankly, a disincentive to do business. Shad Khan's here, so he's willing to invest here. Now, that said on the shipyards, it's a tremendous opportunity with Shad Khan. He's a tremendous asset to Jacksonville. Uh, I think we need to strike. We need to, we need to find a way to get the deal done. But whether it's the shipyards or any other deal where we're looking at using taxpayer dollars, when I'm elected, we're going to have a written policy, a very specific policy on on how we, uh, if we're going to use incentives and a scorecard that the folks that we're giving the incentives to, what, it comes back to what's the return on investment to taxpayer. Uh, when I'm in office, that's how I will approach this project and any other project. There has to be a very clear return on investment to the city and to the taxpayer. Well, how would you do it without like raising taxes? I mean, are you talking like bonds, like a 30-year bond or something where you can put front the money essentially and pay it back over time? But, how would you do but, it? Rich, the, the, we're going – the question – that qu- – Respectfully, that question right now is not, uh, I don't want to say not a relevant question, but we have a billion-dollar budget with tens of millions of dollars of unaccounted for money. I'm telling there's much more to come. I'm convinced that we can do big things and great things, visionary things in this city with a billion-dollar budget. We just need a leader in there. We need a mayor in there like me that's going to hold people accountable, run this government efficiently efficiently and effectively, and be committed to long-term job growth and job creation. I'm going to come back to... Look, my entire life I've modeled what works, and we've seen it work in Florida. We've seen it work in Ohio. Both of those states were told you've got to raise taxes to stabilize things. You've got to raise taxes to do big things. Both governors rejected the idea and got serious about leading, got serious about governing, got serious about job creation, got serious about effective and efficient government, got serious about cutting waste. Both states are flourishing without raising taxes. I will model that at the city level in Jacksonville. You started down the road when you were talking about the audit. Tens of millions, you say, that's uh, not been accounted for and maybe more to come. How much more are you talking about? What are you hearing that's not out there? I'm, I'm just hearing that council folks have dug into it. I don't have an exact number, but there's more there. So um, I'll, I'll stay tuned for you guys to break the news. And is that why you want the 90-day, like uh, when you're elected now, if you're elected, you want the 90-day audit put in place on day one? The day one, I will work to get a, a firm, uh, a, a serious firm, to come in and begin that audit. Obviously, there'll be a process getting them to the table. 
uh, getting their boots on the ground in here to drill down. But it'll be it'll be one of my top priorities right out of the box. It's going to be something that has a lot of follow up. Lenny Curry joins us in studio for a handful more minutes. Uh, thank you to everyone who's been submitting questions on Facebook. We had an open mic come in, Lenny. This is from Nick, and this hits on a couple of social issues. I think they're tied in together. Let's Mr. Listen. Curry, do you believe it's okay to restrict people's personal freedoms based on your personal opinion, like gay marriage and medical marijuana? Now, the issue of medical marijuana is not a Jacksonville City issue, but I know the human rights ordinance issue is out there as well. Are you clear on, on a yes or no on whether or not you would support expansion of that as mayor? Yes or no at this point? Look, on, on the HRO, I, I remain unconvinced that we need to change city law. Um, I do not believe that the people of Jacksonville uh, are discriminatory people. I've spent a lot of time traveling to every corner of the city, and I remain unconvinced that we need to change city law at this time. Is there anything that would convince you? A conversation, a meeting? Uh, here's what I've said about this issue or any issue facing the people of Jacksonville. I will sit down with any and all people to address their concerns and where there are problems or issues. I'll work with the people of Jacksonville to solve those problems. On the issue of the HRO, to be clear, when it came up last time, that was largely driven by outside interests, Washington, D.C. interests. Those weren't folks that were writing and working that legislation from Jacksonville that care about Jacksonville. But well, it had support in the business community. I mean, you can't necessarily discount that the business community was saying to be a world-class kind of attractive organization or city for an organization to move to. I mean, what are the business when influences? I'm, as, as you again, I, I, as the mayor of Jacksonville, I will sit down with anybody, the business community or anybody on any issue or any problem and have a public conversation. Here's what I, here's what I won't do that's been done over the last four years. I won't hide from difficult issues. I'll have public conversations and I'll work with the people of Jacksonville to solve all of our problems and and move us to our a, a visionary future. We are uh, already winding down on time. It's like we could do a full hour. And if we had had both candidates in studio, and again, if you're just tuning in to Jacksonville's only all-news morning show, uh, Lenny Curry joins us in studio. We had an open invitation for a forum with both uh, Mr. Curry and uh, Mayor Brown as well. Um, the Mayor Brown campaign um, declined our invitation for that. We're told that he will be in our studio on Friday of this week. We plan to bring that to you on Friday of this week. Earlier, uh, I want to say it was uh, throughout uh, Monday, the legislature is still arguing about uh, accepting Medicaid expansion. That could have a huge impact on funding for UF Health Jacksonville Shands, as we know it. What's the right decision here? you got the House and Governor Scott on one side. you got the Senate on, on their own side. You've got relationships with Governor Scott, as you've talked about. Do you support any plan that's out there? Look, the, the right now, the feds are holding the state hostage. There's a program called LIP, which is help fund UF Health. And they're saying that if uh, if the state of Florida is, does not fully embrace Obamacare and accept Medicaid expansion, that they will pull those lip funds. So they're playing poker. They're playing games with dollars in people's lives. I've, I reject Obamacare. Uh, it's bad for business. Uh, it's bad for the quality of health care. Uh, the governor has rejected Obamacare. Ironically, within the last few days... Uh, Mayor Brown has fully embraced Obamacare, went over to Tallahassee to advocate for it. Uh, I couldn't be in I'm in complete disagreement with him on that issue. Obamacare is bad for jobs. It's bad, bad for quality of health care. The feds ought to continue to give us our those are those lip dollars. Those are our taxpayer dollars coming back to us. They all should not be playing games with our dollars and our people in the city of Jackson. It's a complex issue, and, and it's not one that we can get to in the next couple of minutes with the mayoral candidate, Lenny Curry. But are you on the side then of the House and the governor? It sounds like we're there standing on the issue versus the Senate proposal that's out there? Yeah. That's, Extend the uh, session and, and continue to work on the uh, issue? Here, I'm clear on this. Obamacare is bad for quality of health care. It's bad for business. Uh, the governor and the House have said they reject 
that portion of Obamacare, which they're allowed to do. And the feds have said, well, if you don't accept it, then we're going to take your LIP dollars, your tax dollars that we typically have back to you that help fund you of health. That's just wrong. Early voting gets underway. Can you believe it? Uh, next Monday, you ready for early voting to begin and, and get this deal done? I'm, I'm incredibly excited about early voting. I've, I've spent so many months out sharing my vision for Jacksonville Rich. I'm so optimistic and hopeful about our future. Look, I got into this race for a whole host of reasons. The most important reason, the thing that gets me up every morning, the things that drive me is uh, when I look at my kids, I want them to choose. When they're old enough to choose where they want to live, I want them to choose Jacksonville. And when I travel all over this city, I hear some version of that story from everyone. Everyone in Jacksonville wants this to be a great city in the years ahead. Here's my commitment to the people of Jacksonville. I will work to solve the problems of the day, but I'll also make decisions realizing that they will give us the Jacksonville that we'll have in eight years, 10 years, 12 years. And I will govern in a way, in a positive visionary way that will transcend uh, any term that I'll have as mayor. Uh, there's always questions that are on the table that have yet to be answered, but thank you for taking the time and coming in. I'm sure we'll be catching up over the next few weeks during early voting as well. Thanks, Lenny. Always Curry. a pleasure. Thank you.